Rightio, uh, speaking of Otago dynasties, let's talk to uh, one of their favourite uh, sons, uh, Jeff Wilson, of course, a former terrific Highlander and uh, Otago player, and also, of course, a terrific All Black these days, uh, applying his trade uh, with the microphone for Sky Sport, of course, uh, of course doing a great job on uh, the breakdown, of course, commentary and hosting duties as well. Jeff, good morning to you. G'day, Smitty. How are you going? Oh, I'm going really well. Um, I was just doing a bit of a calculation. During the great uh, Bruce Robertson, Billy Osborne era, I think you'd have been about seven or eight. Any memories of those or any talk over the weekend of Bruce Robertson's passing? Oh, absolutely. Um, and and more, more, more importantly for us, uh, he was such a great man, uh, a great man to talk to and chat to. And I spoke to him on a number of occasions. And look, growing up, um, you know, he was... He was it. He was the centre. He was the guy. You know, like he was. Um, he had beautiful speed, wonderful skills. Was a great, great. Player. And you know, before Conrad Smith, he was the guy. And even then, you know, talk to that generation. Um, my my parents' generation, my dad's generation. It was Bruce Robertson. The way that he played the game. So it was absolutely quite a bit of chat. An absolute um, tragedy to lose him. Uh, you know, of course, our thoughts with the family. But you know, we'll always go down as a um, a fantastic rugby player, but a great bloke. Yep, absolutely. Uh, terrific tribute there, Jeff. Uh, let's get into uh, the action on the field over the weekend. And that was uh, just a bit of a speed bump, wasn't it, for the Chiefs on uh, Friday night? I'm not sure anyone saw that coming uh, in New Plymouth, but it did. Yeah, yeah, it was strange. It was. I mean, I was there. I was working on the game. It was great to be in New Plymouth at Yarra Stadium. Um, the Reds came to play. You look at early, early on, you know, the Chiefs had a number of chances to just... I suppose given them the old, the old saying punch in the mouth you know like straight out of the gate and they didn't take it and you saw in the second 40 minutes that the Reds all of a sudden believed that they could get an upset and um, look you take out some critical pieces to a puzzle now no Samasoni Tokiaho no Sam Kane there was no Brody Wittalik and Brad Weber all of a sudden I mean there's a spine of your team now a lot of the replacements yes have got talent you know have got experience but when it came down to winning a close game like that you sort of needed that little bit of extra punch and that little bit, um, little bit more towards the end. And you know, I think they'll be bitterly disappointed. I bumped into Sam Kane actually after the game, and they were deeply upset the fact they hadn't got the job done. Has it put them under any real pressure? <clears throat> yeah, a little bit now because they've still got to play the Brumbies, and you know they've still got a comfortable lead on top of the table. But the reality is, their second to last game of the competition is against the team that's sitting just in behind them now. And, They'll have a job to do to make sure they get the job done. And that's, that's away in Canberra as well. So, so all of a sudden, the context of, you know, um, where they're at, good reality check, though, Smithy, that you can't rest mm-hmm. on your laurels. You can't, um, I shouldn't say rest because a lot of players are getting plenty of that. Um, but you can't um, sit on your laurels. <laughs> You've got to go out there and make sure you prepare properly every game. Yeah, absolutely. I get your I get your point in the background there too, Jeff. Uh, very well made. <laughs> um, now here's a, a let's let's just can we just stay on the Brumbies actually because the Highlander was Highlanders were there or thereabouts for about an hour yesterday, but they just faded away in that last quarter. Um, look, they still weren't very accurate. The Highlanders. I think the Brumbies will look at that game and go. I, I think they'll count themselves very, very lucky because the Highlanders had a great opportunity to do exactly what the Reds had done. You know, to, to get yourself back in this competition, and they missed that. Um, there's just something not quite there this year for the Highlanders, and the group had shown and created enough, but they just didn't show that accuracy and intensity for the full 80. Um, I think this is more testament to the Brumbies. They're actually a they're a pretty good side. You know, they're they're pretty. They know who they are. 
Um, they play some really good football. Uh, they've got some a little bit of X factor, which is which is great for them, and, and they add something a little bit different to this competition out of Australia. So I I do I do like what they're doing, um, but they weren't they weren't great either. Uh, they know they've escaped and 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 done well to get the result in the end. Um, Jeff, before we get to uh, the game that uh, I guess was the talking point going into the weekend and the Crusaders and the Blues, just a word, <coughs> Hurricanes ruthless in the end, 71-22. I- I'm just, um, I'm quite, I'm more than slightly concerned about uh, Moana Pacifica now. They sit at the bottom of the table, just three points. They were very close on a couple of occasions. But is it a case now, we know we're looking for three super coaches. Could we be looking for maybe four? Oh, I'm deeply concerned. Um, and, and it's not because they're not making and trying and making an effort, because clearly they are. You watch these guys out there, and they're, and they're, they're giving it their every, everything they can. I think they'll do a, a, a deep dive and big review. We love a review, but they need one after the season to, to talk about the direction that they go and, and how they can get themselves into a position to be more competitive. And what it is they're missing right now, and, you know, there's some guys who got opportunities on the weekend, but, look, they didn't. They started reasonably well. The, the Hurricanes sort of, you could tell, were a little bit relaxed uh, about um, the match. Even going into it, there wasn't a great uh, great deal of, I suppose, intensity around the stadium. And then when they started to get on their game, it was one-way traffic. And that could have been that could have been a lot worse. You know, if the Hurricanes had come out absolutely firing. So they'll have to look deeply. Aaron Major and their crew, and I think even the backroom uh, and the, the board and everything else, start looking at where they're at now. They're two years in. Um, look, they, they, they made a number of changes because pretty much they've rolled out the same team for the first uh, 10 rounds, 10 games, and it, it was going to be a big ask for those guys to continue to play for, the, for three more weeks. So, look, I, yeah, I, I agree with you, Smithy. Um, they've got to look at something. And, and look, ultimately, um, you know, I, they're, they're different. They're a different proposition than the Fiji and Drua. Drua had their own player base based coming out of Fiji. You know, most of these players are New Zealand players or playing in New Zealand, um, playing NPC, and they sort of play a similar style to everyone else. And, you know, I, I think there's a number of things they'll need to look at to, to set them on the right path going forward because clearly it's not quite there yet. No, clearly not. Absolutely. Right, OK, let's uh, look at um, uh, the Crusaders 15, the Blues 3 in the process. Uh, losing uh, Dalton Popoletti was not good, not a good thing. Uh, so early in the match, never a good thing at any stage. But to lose him at that point, uh, I think little doubt about that, Jeff, in all honesty. Um, look, this was really interesting sitting and watching it, actually. I was in, I was in Wellington. I worked on the Wellington game, the Hurricanes game. And as I was watching this, it, whether or not it's because there's a familiarity between the two teams... But pretty much they just bludgeoned each other for 80 minutes. Um, the defences were dominant. I took a couple of plays from the Crusaders. Really uh, um, nice piece of work from Cody Taylor off the back of a line-out drive. And then um, after a clear knock-on that was missed, the Crusaders got the buffer they needed to be able to shut out the game. If I have concerns, Smithy, there's a lot of quality players in both of those sides. And the attacking game and variation from both teams was lacking. And that's why we saw so few points. Um, the defences were just too dominant. So I think there's some question marks around, I think, both of those sides in terms of their attacking game. But a lot of that can be put down to a desperation uh, on both sides on the defensive side of the game. But, look, it just made it took a couple of plays. Um, this is a, a snapshot of what playoff rugby is going to be like. Um, you head to Christchurch, you probably go to Hamilton. This is what you're facing. Yeah, interesting. OK, so do we... 
Let's look at uh, the centre pairings, and uh, I mentioned it before, on the back of uh, the Robertson and Osborne being such a constant. Where are we at, Jeff? in all honesty, do you think? In the midfield, look, it was a really good evening for David Harvillier and Braden Inor. But, I mean, what, what uh, we had a chat on the breakdown last night to um, Jason Ryan, and, he, and you get the sense, and he even made the statement that, you know, um, international rugby is a significant step up from Super Rugby. And so for guys to play their way into the All Blacks with form, they're going to have to have a really, really strong last five or six weeks now. If they've done some nice work up until now, they'll be in the conversation, but they've got to finish really strongly. So, look, Anton Leonard-Brown is back out there, and he's a player that he does, from time to time, need a little bit of uh, rugby, some playing, but he he looks good. You know, he's the insurance policy the All Blacks will have and need with his experience you're going to take him. David Harvey showed just with that one little touch on the weekend with that dummy with the one-handed pass uh, that he didn't give, created some space. He started to, in the last couple of weeks, show some really good signs. And then, look, Jordy Barrett probably hasn't been as dominant um, as I would probably expect um, in, in some of his games so far, but um, he certainly last year showed in the all-black jersey. There's, there's no issues there. The one, the one concern, and, and and I'm not really concerned about Rico Yuani because he's playing in a team right now, which is not really giving him an opportunity to, to shine. He's not really seeing any space. They're not creating a lot for him. And like I say, they're being so direct, taking away from one of his greatest assets, and that's his speed. Um, and so I think it's very similar to Caleb. You know, they're not seeing opportunities. So I think we know who they are. I just think maybe from the two guys who started last year in the last few test matches in Barrett and Yuani, um, it would be probably nice just to see them having a couple of good breakout games and, and really just really confirm what we know about their ability. Where do you think uh, Bowden Barrett is with his game? We've had a couple of texts saying it. He's just pacing himself through uh, the season. Other people saying he made a mistake leaving the Canes in the first place. In World Cup year, um, with question marks over certain positions, where do you see Bowden Barrett at the moment? Well, that's, I mean, look, that's a really, really difficult question because you have to have great faith, if, you know, and, and we, we're just relying heavily on his experience to to come through and, and when he gets back into the All Blacks, be able to turn it on. Um, sometimes it's just not that easy. You know, and, and as a player, I know it myself when, I, you know, I, you go through periods where you're not being as impactful in the game as you'd like to be. He'll know that he's not being as impactful. Now, there was one brilliant moment where it could have turned the game and given the Blues an opportunity um, uh, on the weekend to beat the Crusaders with a little chip kick and then he kicks it again and, you know, um, bounces the ball and he, he could have scored a wonderful try. But is that enough for us to have confidence that, oh, yeah, he can turn it on whenever he likes? And he can he manage a game? Um, this is the biggest challenge I think they have right now is selection in regards to actually not necessarily who's going to be in the squad, but who's going to start and what is it their game? Are they going to just continue on with what they built on last year? But that would mean Bowden Barrett's a fullback. And at the moment, I, I just I just struggle. I just struggle to to to, to see him in as this as a starting first five or fullback in comparison to other players who are out there. I find it hard to do mm. that. You know, I, I think some guys have just shown more um, right now, and, and and whether or not um, the All Black coaches see it that way, I don't know. But just for me, we need to see more from him, clearly, right? 
Oh, look, I, I totally agree. Um, and I, I also have got to ask the question because he's probably, as you well know, the most talked about player that isn't playing even at the moment is uh, Roger Tuovasa-Shek. Where are we with Roger Tuovasa-Shek, Jeff? And, um, uh, you know, the, the Warriors gave him an early window to come back. Uh, I just wonder where the window is at the moment for rugby and Roger Tuovasa-Shek to repay the compliment. Yeah, look, I... I, I, these are just conversations I think um, the All Blacks should have with the Blues, the Blues should have with Roger and go, you know what, this is where you sit right now. I find it very difficult to believe he could be selected in the All Blacks if he's not playing, if he's not even in the 23 for the Blues. Um, you know, things just haven't quite worked out. He just hasn't had that long enough period of time, I think, to develop the skills you need for the highest level. And he's given it a decent crack and... You know, at the moment, if the Blues are in a position where they're seeing better options for them, not just in the starting lineup, but on the bench, then surely, surely they need to be honest about where he's, he's sitting. And the, the only challenge for the Blues is, is that, you know, they'd probably like to have him there as insurance, right? Just in case they lost someone. And, you know, if, if Harry Plummer or Rico Ioane or, you know, if, if Bruce Price team went down, I think they'd like to have him there. Um, but is that is that good for... For Roger, I mean, the one thing he is, I'll say this about him, he's a great professional. And if they think they need him and they have the conversation and he, he'll he he'll stay on task, he'll keep working, and wherever he goes, look, I, I, I believe um, he, needs to, he needs to get a crack, you know. Um, and if he went back to the Warriors, I think that would be good for them as well. I do too. I really do. I think, um, really speaking, uh, you know, your heart sometimes... Uh, your heart follows your mind in terms of wh- where your future is, and we know where his future is. Uh, okay, just uh, f- just finally, uh, Jeff, uh, your other pet subject, of course, so uh, one of many, um, is basketball. Celtic 76, uh, 76 is 58, so it looks like they're going to win game seven. Uh, who's your team, and what are you thinking, NBA? Well, Boston's my team, and I just had it on pause, so I didn't know that, because I just paused at half. Oh, time. sorry. I'm come and speak to you. Just... <laughs> I should have told you that. Look, I'm, I'm just really stoked. I mean, um, stoked that um, we're seeing the best out of LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Boston's my team. I'm hoping they can get through this one, um, yeah. because Boston-Miami will be Miami will be awesome, but the Lakers-Nuggets... I mean, it, sometimes there are, you know, like it was, I remember, you know, it was getting to the end of Michael Jordan's career, and and he he wasn't having he wasn't having a real impact impact on the NBA when he was with the Washington Wizards. We're now we're seeing LeBron James at the age of 38, and um, with this group and with this team, have another crack at an NBA championship. Sometimes if you're if you're a fan of a sport like I am, I, I just want to see the best players play for as long as I can, and and that's what we're getting with the NBA. And go Boston, I'll go and catch up on the game. <laughs> Okay, good luck, mate. Um, I won't tell you the score again. Uh, so here you go, uh, Jeff Wilson. <laughs> Jeff Wilson, thank you very, very much for your summation. I always enjoy your very open and honest views uh, as I do in the breakdown and everything else. Mate, so thank you very much uh, for your time. Enjoy Game 7, I think you might. All right, thanks very much, Smitty. Always a pleasure. Cheers.